Stuff I Learned Yesterday, episode number 523, Standing at the Cross Point of Change. Welcome to Stuff I Learned Yesterday. My name is Daryl Darnell. I had no idea that yesterday was Nachos Day, and yet... I ate some tasty barbecued nachos, and I believe that if you aren't learning, you aren't living. In today's episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I have a story about a recent change in my life. Well, happy Monday, y'all. I hope that you had a great weekend. I did. In fact, I was just chatting on Facebook a few minutes ago with my friend John McGrell. You may have heard of him. He's occasionally on this podcast. and does a Pretty good job, I might say. And he was asking me how my weekend was going, and I was telling him how it was good. I, I mean, I worked a little bit more than I would have liked, but I'm getting really close to getting caught up, and so that's a good good sign. But anyway, I had a great weekend, and I hope you had a great weekend as well. Now, today is Monday, November the 7th, which means tomorrow is November the 8th, which is Election Day here in the United States. And I have a feeling <laughs> that some of us won't be happy with the results. I know, that's a bold prediction there, isn't it? Well, let's not think about that today. Instead, let's look at some of the silliest state laws around the country and just kind of give ourselves, allow ourselves to look at the lighter side of politics. Because these are all laws. These were made by legislators at some point in time, probably a long time ago, and then they've morphed into something that doesn't make any sense today. Although with some of these, I don't know how they ever made sense. Let's start with Delaware. <laughs> We're in Delaware. You are forbidden to sell the hair of a dog in Delaware. Good to know. In Alaska, if you see a sleeping bear, it's illegal to wake it up for a photo op. I don't know why you would <laughs> want to wake a sleeping bear. Um, okay. In Nebraska? Whaling is illegal. It's also illegal here in Oklahoma. That's right. These landlocked states where there are no whales, it's illegal to go whaling. I don't get that at all. Why was that ever a law? I don't know. In New York, you can't sell the fur of a cat. I don't know. Like, where, why are these laws? Like, were people shearing their cats and dogs at one point and maybe using the fur to stuff pillows or something? I don't know. What? I don't know. <laughs> maybe they were shearing the cat and selling the cat as a hairless cat and then selling the hair for something else. You got to tell me, New Yorkers, Delawareans, Delawareans? Is that what you're called? Delawareans? I don't know what you're called. I'm sorry. Anyway, you got to give me some, if you know, if you got some insight here, uh, help me out. All right, moving on to Oregon. Hunting in cemeteries is prohibited. And this is a law that, I mean, I can understand. Look, you want to have some respect and, and show some, you know, some honor to the dead. So I get that. But in the case of the zombie apocalypse, I think that that law has to be thrown off the books. Because, um, well, hunting in cemeteries would take on a different meaning, wouldn't it? And lastly, I got to pick on my own home state here of Oklahoma. It is illegal to have the hind legs of farm animals in your boots. 
I don't know how to interpret this. Does this mean you can't have like the just the legs? Like you know, you cut the legs off an animal and you put them in your boots. I mean, if that's what the law means, like who would do that and why? Or does it mean like to put the them in your boots so maybe you're walking together? I don't know. It's a weird law. It makes no sense to me. Probably made sense to somebody back in the day when they made that law. But uh, there you go. There's <laughs> there is uh, our lawmakers and legislators in action there, folks. And there are plenty of those uh, for every state. Those today came from the Independent Journal Review, by the way. So thanks to those folks for putting that list together. Well, I would love to put a list together for the Friday Forum this week of some fantastic contributors. That could be you. I would love for it to be you. You can send in your story, the lessons that you've learned, the things that you're going through right now in life. Love to hear from you. 304-837-2278 is the number to call where you can just leave your message on the voice message system. Or you can head over to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback where you'll have a variety of options, including typey-typey out to the contribution. You can upload an audio file, use the SpeakPipe widget, just whatever you want. Whatever you fancy, you can use that method to send in your contribution. Love to, love, love to have you as a contributor for this week's episode. All right, here's what I learned yesterday. For the last several years, my Facebook bio has said, quote, I am happily married to my wife, Carrie. We have two great kids. I am the worship leader at Cross Point Community Church in Edmond, Oklahoma. I'm the owner of Pro Podcast Solutions and Golden Spiral Media. That bio contains five quick facts about me that represent the core of my life. My wife is Carrie. I have two kids. I'm a worship leader. I own Pro Podcast Solutions. I own Golden Spiral Media. But as of October 2nd, 2016, one of those things is no longer true. Which is it? Well, I'm still podcasting here at Golden Spiral Media, so that hasn't changed. Although I guess technically I could sell the company and still stay on as a host, but no, that hasn't changed. And I'm still very much the owner of Pro Podcast Solutions, and it's growing faster than ever. Now, of course, you'll remember that last weekend I went to the OU versus KU football game with both of my kids, and so nothing has changed there. And in case you're wondering, Carrie is not pregnant. So that leaves just two facts. My marriage to Carrie is as happy and strong as ever, which leaves us with only one option, and that is, I'm no longer the worship leader at Cross Point Community Church. So what happened? Well, I won't go into all the details here, but due to a variety of circumstances, Cross Point Community Church dissolved on October 2nd, 2016. The quick version of the story is that for the last six years, we were leasing a retail space in a shopping center. And over the course of those six years, we never met our financial needs. We were a very small church. Our average attendance was probably 25 to 30 people. Our lease was up the first week of October, and so we made the decision to disband the church. Now, we looked at several other options, like meeting in a home or looking at other retail space possibly sharing a space with another church, or even meeting at a school. But in the end, the church voted to close the church on October 2nd. Now, I was on the leadership team that worked for several weeks to research other options and determine what recommendations we would make to the church body. 
And I have to admit, when the pastor first told me that the lease was up and the landlord wanted to rent the space to someone else, I was sure that this would be the end of our church. I just knew it in my gut. And to be completely honest, I was kind of relieved. Why? Well, the last few years have been a bit of a struggle for our family. We loved Crosspoint and the strong family of friends that we had there. I loved being the worship leader, and I had a great supporting team. I had a strong relationship with the pastor and looked to him as a friend and a mentor. On the other hand, our kids were not happy. Because the church was so small, they were often the only kids there. The church had no youth group or classes that were designed for kids. About a year ago, another family started attending that had kids around the same age as ours, and that did help. But still, there was no youth group or classes for kids. Now, there was some preliminary work done to start a youth group, but no one was able to step up and be the leader that was needed. Carrie and I had several serious conversations about whether or not we should leave Crosspoint and find a church that would be a better fit for our entire family. But I never felt a release from God to resign as the worship leader. And so we stayed. So now you understand why I was a bit relieved when I realized that Crosspoint would be closing. In some ways, it was an answer to prayer. In other ways, it was incredibly sad. I knew that while some of us might end up at the same church in the future, it would likely be the last time that I spent significant time with many of them. What my intuition told me that day when I first heard about the lease turned out to be the same intuition for every other member of our leadership team. As you already know, after a lot of prayer and research and analysis and discussions, it did indeed turn out to be the end of Crosspoint. Because I was on the leadership team, I knew about the situation a few weeks before the rest of the congregation. And this meant that I had more time to process it all and prepare for the last day. And I was determined to make our final day a positive one. We would celebrate all the ministry that we had done as a church, reflect on the relationships that were forged, and encourage the congregation by focusing on the work that we would be involved with in the future through other churches that we would join. Internally, I was excited to find a church where every member of my family could feel as connected as I had been at Crosspoint for the last 13 years. So on October 2nd, we sing songs together one last time. Our pastor preached a sermon that was wonderful, and we shared one last meal together. Within three days, all of the property had been donated and the building was vacant. Just like that, Crosspoint Community Church was no more. Here's what I learned. Change is inevitable, and it almost never happens like you imagine. In my mind, I envisioned what it would be like to say goodbye. I imagined the faces of those that I had looked out at from the stage each week and thought about what it would be like to tell each of them goodbye, give them a word of encouragement, and share one last embrace. I thought about what it would be like to not see them the next week, or the week after that, or the week after that. The service went pretty much like I expected. It was bittersweet, encouraging, fun, sad, and memorable. I had worked hard to mentally prepare myself for the day, and that preparation paid off. But after a few days, it was a different story. 
I was sad. In some ways, it felt like the loss of a loved one. I was grieving. Now, my grief wasn't close to what I felt when I lost my grandpa, but I don't know how else to describe it to you. But life goes on, and soon Sunday rolled around again. So we first visited a church that meets at the elementary school behind our house, and it was kind of nice to be able to walk to church as a family. It's now been five weeks, and we've visited five different churches. We've liked all of them to some extent. The one we visited last week and the one we visited yesterday are currently at the top of our list. So I've learned that even when change is expected and even when you know the change is for the better, change is not easy. Change always comes with unexpected emotions and side effects. But the good news is that we have some wonderful churches here and I know that we'll find the right ones sooner or later. We'll make new friends, we'll get plugged in with ministry, and we'll continue to do our best to make the world a better place by serving the people around us. Our kids will connect with other kids and be a part of a ministry that's designed with their needs and challenges in mind. I don't know if I'll ever stand on a stage again and lead worship. And as of today, I'm totally content if that turns out to be the case. But I know that God has always done more through me than I can ever do on my own. And if he calls me to do that again, I'll do it. And what I do know is that I'm not the man that I was 13 years ago, nor am I the man that I want to be 13 years from now. And change is the only way for me to get there. I'm Daryl Darnell, and this has been Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Follow Golden Spiral Media on Twitter at GSM Podcasts and Facebook.com slash Golden Spiral Media. To subscribe to Stuff I Learned Yesterday, visit goldenspiralmedia.com slash subscribe and join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Finally, if you've enjoyed this episode, I would appreciate it if you would share this podcast with a friend.